This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, click on the radio section of the page and you can check out past shows. You can subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting or even to suggest some topics for future shows. Now, if you're retired or you're even close to it, there's a lot to consider. And where do you want to live? Do you want to work a few hours a week doing something fun? Do you have the necessary cash flow to maintain the kind of lifestyle you want? These are all really big questions and they require really good answers. However, there are some things about retirement preparation that do fly under the radar. Now, one of the biggest under the radar questions that you should ponder is what you'll do if you need to borrow money after you've clocked out of the office for the last time. Now, hopefully you've planned for it. Maybe you haven't. And at first blush, a lot of folks may simply presume that borrowing money after retirement is impossible or some may think it's too easy. After all, no income, no loan, right? Or maybe I have enough and everybody's just gonna give it to me. Now, truth be told, while getting a loan after you're done working can be a little more challenging, it is far from impossible. That said, if you need a loan while you're retired, you'll want to craft a plan that doesn't put your broader retirement strategy at risk. And as I already said, hopefully you've already crafted a plan that you don't need the loan or you've factored in the fact that you might. But before we begin kicking around some of these ideas for taking out a loan in retirement, let me introduce the original No Money Down with 100% interest, Tony Shore. Tony, how you doing? Awesome. Wow. <laughs> Coming in a, with a bang. <laughs> is that a superhero landing you just did? <laughs> I just, did you see the, play? I landed it. I planted my feet. It was like the fist in the concrete yep, that just crumbled the fist, underneath The you. fist in front of me. In the concrete. I, I'm glad I conjured that image. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, if you've ever met me or seen pictures of me, uh, that is funny. Picturing is, me in well, that. I would think it's absolutely deserved. Well, and I'll need some help getting out of this position. And I don't mean to <laughs> blow your cover. Well, yeah, you kind of did. You kind of did right there. Well, you know, uh, it reminds me of that show, that Netflix show or uh, Amazon Prime show, The Boys. Have you seen that superhero show? I have not. Yeah, they're not good. (laughs) They're bad people. Uh, Anyway, uh, I've been great, actually. I've been really busy, though. How about you? Uh, You've just been hanging out, playing your guitar, I hear. (laughs) I actually (laughs) did take a little break. I played guitar and... You know, it's summer vacation's almost over, and I haven't, I haven't heard my son play an instrument all summer. Oh, so and you know, we're he's here today, and we're you know we're both in the same building, and I, and I said, hey, uh, your your sax is over there. Wanna wanna play real quick? So we we, we 
spent about a half an hour just playing some, oh, wow. making some music. It was absolutely wonderful. Oh, that's neat. How old so, is your son? He is 16. Ah, okay. Yeah. He started playing music when he was younger. He, he was quite a musician, actually. You know, always went to like the honors jazz and sure. music festivals. And he was quite a sax player growing up. And then he, uh, when he went to high school, the, he, he went to a different school than the school system we're in now. He's at a STEM school. And uh, oh. since they had a band there, he couldn't play with the band he had been playing with at his other school. And it just was a conflict with other things he was doing. And that was the, that was the thing that went away. It was kind oh, of sad. that's too bad. But, but, but doing that was, it was like everything I missed for the last two years was all just right. Back see, those are the, those are the moments and the memories we create that matter. I mean, yeah. you know, playing along with your son, playing, making an up our own music. Yeah. Making our own music. It was great. Wow. So, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, see, you you live a more interesting life uh, than I do. Uh, my <laughs> son and I, I think we watched a TV show together over the weekends. <laughs> We're both Ted Lasso fans, and there's new season of that, which is probably one of the most moving and funny shows ever made. Uh, oh, probably one of it's maybe my second favorite TV show of all time, or it's up there anyway. Anyway, awesome. I've had a great week. Sounds like you've had a good one. Yeah, uh, very busy, and then a great half hour best half hour of the week. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> well, today we're talking about how we're going to find money in retirement. And you mentioned uh, getting a loan or borrowing money while you're in retirement. And I think you've had, a, you know, you've hit on something here that's really interesting. I mean, how many people out there uh, when they're considering their retirement, Matt, actually think they're going to need a loan just a few years in? Probably most people don't work with a really good financial planner. Right. But yeah. But if you, you know, and even if you have though, some that's one, once again, that's the unknowns that we, we have to accept that they're going to come and you deal with them. But if you're working with a financial professional, I think it's easier to get through these things. And I think it's a fair point though. Like how many people are thinking that now there are a lot, there are several options for people who need a loan. And for some people, the first one they're going to come across as a mortgage loan. You know, it uses the home you're looking to buy as collateral, just like normal mortgage, you know, for a lot of retirees though, this one can be tricky because of income requirements. Now, depending on your asset allocation, that type of loan though may not be out of reach. Uh, another one, home equity loan, it's another potential option. You know, with that one, you're borrowing against the equity you've built up in your current home. Generally hear them referred to as like a HELOC. Uh, a borrower needs to have between 15 and 20% equity in their home. And then they give you a loan to value ratio of 80 to 85% on that. And generally you need a credit score somewhere north of 620, which if you've been responsible heading into retirement, you're probably going to be over that line. Um, and um, I'm sorry, when I, I spoke out of line before I said home equity loan and I, I got ahead of myself, that's just the home equity, uh, the home equity line of credit. That's the home. It, it's similar to the home equity loan. Uh, that's what I'm going to call the HELOC. I just kind of jumbled on my notes there. Both of these loans are secured by your home. You know, the home equity loan gives you an upfront lump sum that you pay back over time with a fixed rate and payment. And the line of credit is used only when you need it. Generally has a variable interest rate and payments that aren't fixed. So sometimes that one's a little touchier. Sure. Yeah. One's a line of credit. It's a different, there's a difference between a line of credit and a loan. And my, uh, my wife and I actually got uh, a home equity line of credit uh, to do some home improvements with. So mm -hmm from our uh, credit union and uh, that works out really well and uh, we've got great rate and uh, we don't have to 
you know, they gave us, here's how much you can access, but we haven't even accessed most of it. Yeah. Uh, and, and that one's, you know, pretty cash flow dependent. You want to make sure you're just not going to put yourself in a bad place if rates suddenly start to climb quickly and you find yourself unable to keep up with the payments. But I'm sure you wouldn't make a mistake like that working with such, you know, trustworthy financial professionals, Tony. <laughs> right. Exactly. But uh, where does refinancing your home fit into all this, though? Well, uh, a cash out refinance loan that allows you to refinance for more than you owe, but for less than your value, the home's value, that extra amount becomes a secured cash loan. You do have to be aware, though, that unless you're refinancing for a shorter term, you'll end up increasing, uh, increasing the amount of time it will take you to pay off your mortgage. Now, another option is the reverse mortgage loan. It supplies a regular income stream or a lump sum that's determined by the value of your home. And the loans paid back when the homeowner dies or leaves the home. We're going to address these reverse mortgages. Don't tune out just because you heard that word and far and a lot more detail in a little bit. Sure. Sure. And that's an interesting one. I, I can't wait to talk about that. Actually, um, I have a few questions about those. But how about auto loans? I would imagine that most people are going to purchase a new car at least once during retirement, right? Uh, yeah, usually at least once is. I've seen sometimes it's two or three times. Again, that's something we plan for depending on what people are looking for. We build that into their plans, how often they would purchase a car, what it, in today's dollars, inflate that up for the future needs. But maybe it's something you didn't plan for. Now, typically and thankfully, they aren't typically much of a hurdle for most retirees because the loan itself is secured by the vehicle that you're purchasing. Sure. You know, when you buy new wheels with cash means you won't have to mess with paying interest, but you should only do so if you're sure one, it won't drain your savings. And two, you're not earning better money elsewhere on a, something that you might get a better loan on and, you know, be able to pay a low rate anyhow. Right. That, that's one of those things we always look at every time somebody wants to buy a car, just run that analysis real quick, which way may, makes more sense right now. Yeah. You got to do the math and work with a financial services professional like yourself. And it makes sense to me that if a monthly auto payment is going to be manageable, go that route rather than taking a big chunk of cash out of the bank or uh, worse, taking it out of your retirement funds. Yeah. And everybody's got different needs, different goals. So maybe the cash way is the best way if there's other things going on and you might need a different cash flow. But, you know, quite often if you have manageable debt, it's sometimes way better to just pay that off over time and earn more money elsewhere if you can, if you're earning that money elsewhere. But you know, uh, and I just said debt. So how about this? Debt consolidation loans. Those are also ah, something retirees yep. might benefit from. You know, it's unsecured. That may help you refinance your current debt load with a lower interest rate. Do note, though, that going this route mean it will take you generally longer to pay off your debt, especially if it lowers your payments. Ah, okay. If you're a retiree who may be in the market for a loan, Again, it sounds like working with somebody like yourself is going to be a solid move, right? Yeah. And listen, no offense to people that originate loans, but they get paid for originating loans, right? So if it's at <laughs> all point. okay, if it's at all okay, they're going to tell you it's probably a great idea. And if it doesn't work out, well, they just will take your car back or they'll, you know, come after you in other ways. Yeah. For debt. Make sure it works with your financial planner first work with somebody that can do that and help you go through those things. Um, another thing people, especially older folks should be aware of is that if they still have student loans, failure to pay them 
you could really mean part of Social Security is withheld. You know, if you have concerns about heading into retirement with student loans, you may want to discuss uh, deferments or forbearance with your financial services professional. Now, uh, if you are going into retirement with student loans, I hope you're also having some discussions with your kids and grandkids about choices you make when you're taking out student loans because you should have them paid off prior to retirement. I should also mention both unsecured loans and lines of credit maybe other options for retirees. You know, sometimes they're more difficult to get. They don't, though, expose assets to risk. You can utilize banks, credit unions, peer-to-peer loans that are funded by investors, credit cards with 0% introductory you know, annual rates. You want to be particularly careful with that last one. You should only take the credit card option if you know you can pay the entire thing off in the first year. And actually, here's another one to think about. Sometimes they offer 0% interest on a car loan. Or you can get, you know, $2,000 off the sticker price or something, whatever $1,000. Really do the math on that. Because sometimes by taking the premium down, you pay less over the time of that loan than if you just took 0%. Yeah, true. It's oddly enough because you're paying on a bigger ticket for a longer period of time. So just take a look at those things. Don't just go at what feels like the best. Run the numbers. And if you don't know how, talk to a financial pro. Uh, another plug why you may want to work with a financial services professional, especially a planner, any one of these options could be problematic or absolutely detrimental to your retirement strategy. You know, being cognizant of that can help you make decisions that won't jeopardize the retirement you've worked so hard for, that you've dreamed of, and that you may be currently in the middle of, you know, destroying if you don't make the right decision. All right. Well, Matt, great advice. Now, how can our listeners out there uh, meet with you to talk about these things? Well, you can give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. That sounds great. Well, you know, and this episode has already provided some great insights. What do you have for us next? Uh, Well, so we, we, did touch really briefly. I mentioned it, but I want to get deeper into this reverse mortgage thing. Ah, uh, here uh, we know, go. Let's, let's do that now. It, it really sometimes can seem like you can't get through a single night of channel surfing without seeing, you know, the actor with the mustache who played a PI on a hit 80s TV show trying to talk you into a reverse mortgage. But are they <laughs> really all they're cracked up to be? Oh, sorry. I'm hey, singing the Magnum I, theme. Sorry. I have a lot of confidence in that guy. Well, right? I mean, just I mean, if, if that mustache tells me to do something, I say, okay, I need to do that. Yeah, you're going to listen to that yeah. stash. Yeah, it you are. You would be wrong not to. Yeah. But now there was an Investopedia article, Five Signs a Reverse Mortgage is a Bad Idea. <laughs> right yeah. now, it explains a reverse mortgage allows homeowners they're at least who are at least 62 to convert their home equity into income. And you may have guessed the article doesn't look fondly at them, but let's take a deeper dive because listen, there's, there's detractors to every financial product out there, Sure, but there's also a reason they exist. And for some people, they're the right answer. Now, like any other financial product, reverse mortgages, again, may be a good solution for some people, but they aren't something you should jump into. They require a lot of research, a lot of thought, and most importantly, a lot of conversations with your financial services pro. Well, and you know what I think, Matt? I mean, reverse mortgages are a fascinating part of the financial landscape, and not just because Tom Selleck says they're good. Um, I, I can recall a time when, thanks in large part to aggressive marketing, it seemed like the perfect financial solution for retirees who needed more income 
had just fallen from the heavens right into their laps. But uh, eventually, at least on the, the way these were initially set up, there was a lot of pushback. So like you implied, I think a lot of financial tools, uh, you know, they work for some people and don't work for others. Yeah, let's face it. There's a ton of stuff out there that people, it does. It seems like it's from heaven. If it seems that way, really take a deep breath and take yeah. a couple more yeah. thoughts about it. And because do some math. Uh, yeah, I, as far as I know, nothing has been sent from a creator above right. to the world and the world of finance. It is sent from very smart business people who are looking to make money. Wait, Doge, Dogecoin? <laughs> that didn't come not, from God. Oh, not even, not oh. even Doge. Not as far as, actually, I shouldn't say that. I haven't read the prospectus, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> not from God. You're right? Yeah, um, I, I can no, go out on a limb and say that. Yeah, you know, there. But it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that they don't work for people, right? There are clearly there's situations where it might work. Um, you know, the first warning bell is that a reverse mortgage might negatively affect the inheritance you intend to leave to your loved ones. Now, if that's not priority years, not a warning bell, right? But with, when a homeowner with a reverse mortgage passes away, their spouse or the family, they typically have to pay off the loan, which often means selling the house to generate the needed funds. You know, if the house sells for more than the remaining balance, the excess goes to the estate. Great. But if it sells for less, your heirs don't see a dime and FHA insurance makes up the gap. That's why also in these things, you must pay a mortgage insurance premium if you take out a reverse mortgage. Ah, okay. So if I have this right, if you want to leave your house to somebody and you want a reverse mortgage, you have to be certain that the people you want to leave it to can pay off the loan. Exactly right, Tony. And along those same lines, if you have people living with you, whether it's family or friends, and they are on the loan's paperwork, they could be put in a tough spot after you pass. Additionally, People who live with you may be forced out of the home if you move out and are gone for more than a year because a reverse mortgage requires the borrower to live in the home as their primary residence. So long story short, if the borrower passes away, sells the home, moves out, the loans due immediately. And one potential solution to get around this is to list the people who live with you on the paperwork. But bear in mind, anyone under the age of 62 who lives with you is ineligible to be listed as a borrower. Okay. Now, earlier you mentioned the importance of working with a financial services professional if you're considering a reverse mortgage, but I think the point is really driven home by your comments about what might happen if you have people living with you. Yeah, and listen, I, I've been talking to some folks lately. So there's, you know, I'm always dealing with new clients coming in, prospective clients that come in and want to work with me, and some of the people, have, you know, especially some of these folks who retired, some folks have retired earlier than others. They still have a, they still have some workable years ahead of them. And right now, when they come, there's some things we can do. Where, you know, we're not magicians. We can do best with what we're presented with, and we can help put a plan together. But if you've ever thought about going back to work in retirement, my gosh, is it the best time in history to find a job right now? There are well, so that's many. True. There's millions of jobs. No one. I mean, no one. No one can find good work. Or yeah, I mean, help. So Think of the advantages you have if you are 60, 65, 70 years old and you want to make some money for the next five or 10 years, right? First of all, you're one of the best, most talented generations to ever be at a desk or in a job. Right. Super hardworking people. You bridge the technology. You're going to show you know, up for work. Yeah. You know how to, you're going to show up for the interview. 
Most people don't <laughs> yeah. even show up for interviews now. You have the advantage just by showing yeah. up for the interview. You you know how to use tech. You're not being you're not in a company that's downsizing you because you weren't happy about the new systems that they were putting in place and anything else. And they, you know, were pushing you out. They said they were downsizing, but they were really being ageist. You're coming into a company learning a new skill. So you're, you're trainable. They're all, you know, you're, they're good workers. You're worth, you're worth more than someone with no experience. And yep. I, I got to say, I, if you've ever considered it, and you're looking at extending your uh, retirement dollars and your lifestyle and increasing your t- retirement lifestyle. Holy moly, is this a great time to go looking for work? If oh, you're, you're, every place is desperate for employees. I mean, they can't get anybody to work. Uh, no. Yeah. And I don't and mean the, to be ageist, but it's a lot of the young people, you know, oh, I can get an extra 300 or 600 a week through the stimulus uh, with yep. unemployment. And I want to work from home and my company doesn't allow me, so I'm not going to work. So these companies are desperate to yeah, try to find of, people. Some of these companies too, what a benefit you are to them. You're going to work. You already have, you might already have Medicare, yep. right? So you don't need to, to sign up for their insurance. They're not paying for your insurance bill or anything like you, you maybe you get it too, but who knows? But there's, a, maybe you make deals. You only work in this many hours. You're serving a need for them. I'm just saying it's talk about finding money in retirement. What a great way to find it right now. You're not technically retired, but you can do something that you actually enjoy more. Uh, maybe than you enjoyed the whole career you worked in for the sake of retiring. You yeah. might be able to find a job now. I'm just throwing that out there. Think about it. I'm, at, I'm telling companies, everybody I know that owns a business, stop looking for people who don't show up for interviews. Start looking at folks who have either recently retired and are unsure about it or, you know, I have people asking me, I'm like, just get out and apply. You can get a job right now. So yeah. anyway, uh, no, that's a I, good note. That's a good note for our listeners. If, if they're, you know, right around that age, if you're in your sixties, uh, it is a good time. Yeah. If you're 70 years old, I, I would hire a 70 year old tomorrow. Yep. Knowing that they're going to come and do the work. They're going to be a great employee. Uh, you know, we, I'm certainly not an ageist company and, uh, you know, I've got people, I've got someone that's well over 70. Uh, working in the company still. So listen, go look. You're not going to get, it used to be that, yes, people were coming up and it was harder to get a job. And I'm not saying it's, it's, you know, written in stone that it's going to happen, but there are so many places hiring. Uh, I, I would, I would consider this the golden time. If you ever thought about finding work in retirement to go find a job. Yeah. Now I did touch on, maybe you don't, maybe you can sweeten the deal. Like, Hey, listen, I have Medicare. I don't need your insurance package. You can get a couple extra dollars an hour that way. But another thing is, you know, medical bills. That's a common reason a lot of people look for reverse mortgages to tie this back to what we were doing. You like that, Tony? I like but it. But again, there's a lot to consider with that move. Reverse mortgages, they might give you cash. You need to cover those bills. But you have to stay healthy enough to continue making the, you know, the, the home your primary residence. So if your health worsens and you end up in a long-term care facility for more than 12 months consecutively, you're on the hook to repay the loan in full because your home is no longer your primary residence. Again, reverse mortgages might help. There are other strategies to protect your home as an asset if you're looking to pass it along. If you're not worried about passing it along and you don't have other people in the home to think about or to worry about, it might be a great idea, but you really want to work with a pro. Right. And it also seems to me from what you've said that if you are considering a reverse mortgage, you better plan to stay there a while, right? Well, generally like that, or even a refinance, when you do these things, um, you know, 
if you're going to move relatively soon, whether it's health or by choice, or those things may not be a smart play. There's a lot of upfront expenses, you know, lender fees, the insurance costs, ongoing insurance premiums for the uh, for a reverse mortgage. You know, if you refi, you're paying closing costs again a lot of the time. And to recoup that, it's sometimes, you know, they, sh- they should be telling you in the prior to closing and if, at the very least at closing what that break even point is. But understand what those are. You know, there's other things, closing costs, t- title insurance, home appraisals, inspection fees. You know, if you suddenly leave your home or sell it, also in the reverse mortgages, you have six months to repay the loan. While it's true that you're entitled to any profits beyond what you owe, you already have shelled out potentially thousands of dollars in costs at the front side. Yikes. Well, and I know now that I'd have significant reservations about a reverse mortgage. Of course, I'm not 62 and in that situation. Uh, but you'd have to take a, a close look at where you were at and do the numbers, run the math. Yeah, I'd say you should have significant reservations about any financial product you don't 100% understand on your own without talking to a financial pro. Right. And it, listen, if you're at a dinner seminar and somebody's trying to talk you into a product, hit pause, make them unlock the doors and let you out, and then... <laughs> Talk to your planner first. Yeah. If you've done a plan already, you'll know whether that's a good product to have or not. If you haven't, get a plan done. Those answer the questions as to whether or not that seminar you just went to, whatever they're spouting is the next greatest thing from heaven, whether it's a reverse mortgage or a REIT or um, some sort of annuity or insurance product. Listen, again, there's, there's all those things have a place for someone, but they're not for everyone. So run it through your plan, work with a financial pro, understand why it works in your plan before you ever make one of those decisions and you're not regretting it later when you realize, hey, maybe it did, maybe it worked right for you by luck. But sure. I, I'm sure you'd rather know that you did it for the right reasons than find out later you were lucky. Sure. And uh, in a minute here, we'll let our listeners know how they can set up a consultation with you to do that. But uh, what do you have for us next? Uh, we have time for maybe one more thing today. Well, how about this one? A, a common way for some people to free up some extra money? Downsize. Now, on the surface, seems pretty simple, right? You sell your big house, you buy a smaller house, you got lower utility bills, lower expenses. Um, but there are some mistakes people do, uh, and they can kind of trip you up sure. along your path to downsizing. Yep. Uh, you know, the first one, overestimating what your home's worth. Plenty of people think they're going to cash in when they sell their home, especially when the news is full of so- stories about soaring prices. Sound familiar? Yep. Um, but guess what? When your house is selling for a lot, guess what usually is happening for everybody else's house? <laughs> Rent and uh, even if you plan on renting after you sell your house, that's gone way up. I just had friends who thought they made a killing on their home and right. they they. Ashamed, they shame, you know, I, I don't want to say shamefully, but then they, they realized all of a sudden, yeah, they made a great amount of money on their house sale, but they were planning on downsizing and downsizing was going to cost them what they were into their other house for. Oh, yeah. So it was a wash, yeah. you know, and they were already there. So it didn't even change anything. You know, just got to remember, you, you, you get caught up in the dollar signs that are going to be in your hand. And you forget that some do- those dollars are going to have to go out of your hand to someone and maybe all or, or more, 
you know, what, but do your research. What are they actually netting? Is the house different than yours? Are you downsizing? If you're downsizing, are you going new or used? If it's new, are you going to make, you know, don't make the mistake of doing all the upgrades on everything inside of the place. And now all of a sudden it's, you know, $40,000 more than you plan to spend. Yeah. Well, and downsizing is, is a great way to, uh, hopefully, uh, save, uh, some money or get some, uh, funds in retirement, you know, use the money, uh, profits you make from the house. Uh, if you have a plan that's not going to take all that money. And right now it's tough because like yeah. you say, it can be a wash. So I if think you're downsizing now. It's probably also coming along with relocating. Yes. Yeah. You I would sh- say so. probably aren't downsizing in your same community for a whole heck of a lot of savings. Right. You may have to choose another community somewhere else. And we've talked about some of those things. If you're going to do that, make sure you go spend some time there first. Yeah. You know, make sure you're going to enjoy that place. Again, it's a great, uh, it's a great idea and it works for a lot of people. It doesn't work for everyone. Talk sure. to your planner. Talk to your planner. Yep. I thought I'd just, uh, maybe I'd just downsize into your, you built it like a nice uh, little shed there for uh, your maple syrup. Yeah. Yeah. I'll live in there. <laughs> You could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that place looks pretty nice. It, it's a lot nicer than my first apartment. I'll tell you that. It's, bigger. Nice than my, it's bigger than the dorm room I lived in. And it's bigger yeah. than the bedroom I had in my apartment for sure. <laughs> when I live with four other people in an apartment. Well, too, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, right now I live with four other people. There's five of us in my house. So. Yeah. But they, you know, are under your tutelage. Well, at least some of them used to be. Yeah. At least some of them used to be. Used to be. None yeah. of them are now. Let's yeah. face it. Let's be real. Uh, but seriously, that's there. a great show today. And uh, we're out of time. Why don't you let our listeners know how to get a hold of you? Well, you can give us a call. 800-339-9252. Visit us online at compass-ltd.com. And I said it before, if you're in some sort of seminar and they're trying to sell you some sort of miracle financial product, I think the closest product that comes close to that is a truly comprehensive financial plan. Get one of those done. If you don't have one done, you don't have a planner, give us a call. 800-339-9252. We'll sit down. We'll talk to you about what's involved, what you have to do, the steps we take. And that first visit, it's always complimentary. There's no cost. There's no obligation. We're not going to make you feel like you have to buy something before you leave. We're going to explain the process, let you know what it looks like. And if you want to do something with us, great. If not, find someone you want to work with and make sure you work with a planner before you make some decisions that might cost you your retirement. Agreed. That's a great, uh, great uh, note to go out on. Give us that phone number one more time. Sure. 800-339-9252. All right. Thanks, Matt. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matthew Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered
offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC, Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.